0: Hello there, my name is Stuart Fernie, and I want to welcome you to my series of reflections on characters and themes in some of my favourite films. I will also present thoughts on a handful of literary works, and there may be the odd vaguely philosophical piece as well. On this occasion, I'll be discussing characters and themes in Norman Jewison's In the Heat of the Night, focusing on the principal characters and their relationship. Industrialist Philip Colbert was due to invest a small fortune in the construction of a factory in the small town of Sparta in the southern American state of Mississippi, but his dead body is discovered in the street late one night by police officer Sam Wood as he is doing his rounds. While seeking the person responsible for this crime, Wood checks the local train station and comes across a black man waiting for a connecting train. The colour of his skin appears to be reason enough to arouse Wood's suspicions, And Wood arrests a man who, answering a few simple questions from Police Chief Gillespie, reveals he is Virgil Tibbs, a homicide detective in Philadelphia. Gillespie verifies this, considers him above suspicion and, angry and frustrated, declares he is free to go. These opening scenes, embellished by a wealth of visual detail and strong characterization, are sufficient in themselves to underline the consequence of misguided and hasty conclusions based on prejudice and racism. However, this is only the beginning of a tale whose murder plot may be viewed as little more than a device to explore underlying themes of racism, justice, principle, social justice and friendship, achieved in good part through a study of the characters of Tibbs and Gillespie and their burgeoning, if somewhat forced, relationship. Police Chief Bill Gillespie has many characteristics in keeping with his upbringing and his social environment, but he is a fundamentally good man who is perhaps out of his depth. He cares about his position and seeks to protect the inhabitants of Sparta. He takes responsibility seriously and appears to be aware of the shortcomings of his department and staff. Gillespie tries to set standards, but seems to be fighting something of a losing battle, as several officers are complacent and idle, though they do not appear to be corrupt or malicious, leading to frustration for Gillespie and displays of short temper and anxiety or nervousness, as he tries to exercise control, but finds no real solution to his problems. Gillespie is not complacent and is aware of his own limitations and perhaps even his prejudices, which he is willing to try to rise above. He is unaccustomed to being tested professionally, and he recognises a murder investigation is probably beyond his scope. He is used to minor infringements of the law and has a relatively simple or blinkered view of procedure. He lacks sophistication, instruction and experience, but he is honest, direct and firm but fair. He is certainly able to recognise the valuable contribution Virgil Tibbs can bring to the investigation even if it hurts his pride and he is uncomfortable with what he regards as Tibbs's haughty involvement. Gillespie's intensity and his determination to question and gently challenge traditional environmental and social outlooks and attitudes, until now focused on the complacency and attitude of his staff and already the cause of frustration and loneliness, is brought to a head by the arrival of black detective Virgil Tibbs. This event will put Gillespie's underlying and perhaps even subconscious sense of principle to the test and will bring about something of an evolution in his character. Virgil Tibbs works in Philadelphia, and his big city background suggests he is accustomed to a broader, more liberal and tolerant outlook than that displayed by his fellow police officers in Sparta. Tibbs is reasonable, intelligent and educated, and he is invited by his superior to share his skills and prowess with those colleagues in Sparta who are willing to dismiss him based merely on the colour of his skin. He investigates using evidence, facts and scientific knowledge, jumping to no hasty or unsubstantiated conclusions, unlike his fellow police officers in Sparta. But he is treated with scant regard and respect, due purely to his ethnicity. Unaccustomed and tired of this misplaced professional and personal antipathy, Tibbs decides to leave Gillespie and his officers to their own bumbling conclusions, though he insists on passing on essential evidence to higher authorities to ensure justice is done. It is at this point that Gillespie is first put to the test. He knows he needs Tibbs and his expertise, and he is willing to put principle above self-regard, position and the local mindset to solve Colbert's murder. He also applies intelligence and a keen understanding of human nature in his attempt to persuade Tibbs to stay. He appeals to or challenges Tibbs's vanity and a natural desire for retribution, by pointing out the satisfaction Tibbs will derive from proving himself superior to those who have treated him and his conclusions as unworthy of consideration, a challenge Tibbs reluctantly recognises and accepts. At one point, Tibbs extends this frame of mind and displays personal prejudice and a blinkered view, not entirely dissimilar to that shown by the local police, as he is determined to find evidence to support his desire to depose a local businessman, whose wealth has been built on the backs of black employees and who displays condescension toward African Americans, while also displaying immense pride, arrogance and a sense of superiority. Gillespie is quick to point out this chink in Tibbs' armour of apparent infallibility and reason and his human desire for retribution, summed up by Tibbs' historic retaliation when he is struck by the businessman, and he reminds Tibbs, almost ironically, of the need for a solid case built on evidence and fact. Tibbs may be feeling somewhat overwhelmed and is left a little out of his depth as he comes face to face with blatant, vicious and unreasonable racism, which has evoked resentment and diverted him from the path of reason and truth. While Gillespie's historically prejudiced and biased mind has been focused on evidence, fact and deduction by the reasonable and intelligent Tibbs, it seems that in these circumstances each man finds direction and benefit from the other's presence and input. Tibbs solves the murder case after further focused investigation and he and Gillespie end up sharing a drink and a revealing conversation in Gillespie's apartment. It transpires these apparently very different men have much in common from a personal and social perspective, though Gillespie reacts badly when Tibbs offers a well-intentioned sympathetic comment which perhaps trespasses into the realms of familiarity and friendship. Gillespie interprets this as pity rather than friendship and closes down the conversation. It appears that each has focused on career and professionalism to the detriment of building a network of friends and relationships, and while each is willing to take steps toward friendship, neither is socially skilled enough or comfortable enough to know how to readily develop their budding friendship. They are drawn together by common experience and vaguely similar character traits, such as professionalism and belief in principle, yet they are divided by other vaguely similar traits, such as independence and pride. In the end, after a perfunctory and polite exchange of goodbyes, Gillespie, upon reflection, appears to offer not just respect but a sense of gratitude and even warmth as he smiles and tells Tibbs to take care, a gesture Tibbs is happy to reciprocate. Each man has been challenged by the situation and each has derived strength and encouragement from the presence and actions of the other. Tibbs's calm, reason and deduction were tested by emotion, prejudice and racism, while Gillespie learned to appreciate the advantages of principle, reason and deduction, and to place them above personal or professional expediency and prejudice. Reason and principle are seen, then, as superior to rash and emotional judgment, and are a means of professional and social advancement. There were two sequels, both significantly less successful than In the Heat of the Night perhaps because they focused on plot and crime rather than character development and conflict focused on social and cultural themes. In terms of performance, Sidney Poitier and Rod Steiger are simply superb as the dignified and reasonable Tibbs and the distressed and even tormented Gillespie. Each endows his character with humanity and interest and each ensures total audience engagement. The script and direction bubble along at considerable pace with wonderful characterization and tremendous atmosphere. Using the murder plot as a context for sometimes explosive conflict and character development, special credit should go to Quincy Jones for his music, especially the catchy and also memorable theme song. At times deliberately uncomfortable to watch, this is a gripping, entertaining and thought-provoking film that delivers with every viewing. My thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you found it of some value. Please join me again soon for a discussion of more films and books.